0: Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is now week two of the Left Coasters podcast. We did it, guys. We made it through a full Red Zone Sunday. Monday night football, Thursday night football. We saw it all. All the teams played except for those affected by Hurricane Irma, Tampa, and Miami still sit at zero and zero and still could win the Super Bowl. But the rest of the teams have played. We've seen just a little bit, a little appetizer. A little appetizer of the full NFL season has come and gone, Mm -mm -mm. and it is now time to debate, discuss, and overanalyzed way too much in week one of the NFL season but that's why we're here guys that's why we're here my name is Tony Cavallo Brian the ballerina Balzarini. Matthew D'Angelo Antonio is here Mr. Hello. Dangles himself Dangles the king Dangles we'll get to him later but this is week two of the NFL podcast we're gonna dive into the intro right now a little bit later we're gonna do gravestones then we have the battle for LA section where we dive into the charges and the Rams games. Uh, We go to pick them later. We also have questions from the fans. That's our show today and I'm excited to dive into it. But Dangles, my man. Congratulations for coming back with a vengeance and winning the pick'em this week.
0: Just, hey, it's week one. We still have a lot of season left to go here, fellas, so uh, I'm not going to get too comfortable. Uh, there are a lot of games left to pick here. Very much and so. uh And the way things look at the very end of the season will no doubt be very, very different than the way that they look now. But I am going to basket my week one glory for the time Strong being. Strong start. Ten and is a good record, man. Strong Ten start. and is a good record. I feel right. good about it, including... Picking the win against Baltimore, which if I remember, I wish I had the clip. Maybe when, maybe when we put it all together, I'll find the clip of you guys laughing at me when I, I
1: picked Baltimore.
2: I laughed, I laughed at you. At you. I, are. Yeah. I did too. I, and I was take wrong. full responsibility. But
1: it was week one. It was week one. We need to hold the horses on everything we say today, because we know that it was only week one, and the games, the games. Yes, they mattered. But teams have bounced back and bounced back and forth from week one to week two to week three. There's a million football games left to be played, as you said, Dangles. But, Daniels, I'm going to put you on the spot right here right now. Oh, boy. We know where your heart lies. And we know the biggest game of the week was the Thursday night opener, the Patriots hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. It was. They dropped the banner. They had Marky Mark in town. They had a really weird situation with Roger Goodell there after being the most hated man in all of New England. And then they shit the bed. They flat-out shit the bed and let Kansas City beat their butts in to the tune of a two-score game. They made Kareem Hunt look like a Hall of Famer. So, my question to you is... In our debut of our new section, Dangles, it is your turn to explain what had happened. Was to the New England Patriots?
0: Oh man, well I'll do I'll do the best I can. So, see what had happened was we got beat by the better team that night. You think I'm so? I'm not sure that the Patriots in the long run are 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 worse than the Chiefs. I, we'll have to see as the season fleshes it out. But as I'm I'm looking at the statistics of this game on every side of the ball. The Chiefs just played better. Their time of possession was almost equal, so you can't really attribute it to inefficiency on offense. Or you you could, but they each had about 30 minutes. to, you know, wasn't like the Chiefs spent a ton more time with the football. Tom Brady more or less spent most of his time standing up. He wasn't completing throws that he normally completes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense was, I mean, looked. I mean, Justin Houston just by himself looked like what well, he looked like the Justin Houston we've come to know. He was giving Brady fits all night long. The one bright spot was Mike Gillisley, who ended up in the end zone several times and, and looked like a potentially premier running back for them. They didn't do a good job of pressuring Alex Smith. They gave him all day to throw the football. Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt ran all over that defense. They don't, Chris Collinsworth was mentioning this during the broadcast. I think it was a great point. They don't have a guy in the middle who's really tying the defense together. They've always had like a Gerard Mayo or a Dante, uh, the, you know, Dante Hightower leaving that game with an injury. They always, and on the Patriots defense, when it's at its best, there's someone in the middle calling signals yep. and they don't have that person right now and I think that probably played out in the game on, on Thursday night yeah you know it was disappointing but hey, hey look we're on to New Orleans and we're just gonna <laughs> you know continue to to get better from here and I'm Frankly, to close this out, glad that they lost because now we can look past all of the undefeated nonsense, which I never thought was going to happen in the first place. We can be focused on getting to another AFC championship or another AFC East title, and then work our way through the playoffs. It's one game at a time, just as, like Coach
1: says. Do your job. As much as I want to hate you for saying that, saying that you know we we, we this loss is a good thing. This loss is a good thing. It's You're no, right. I know You're I'm right. right. You're I'm He's know right. I'm right. That's the thing. Bill Belichick will put this on the bulletin board and point to it every damn day. They they could go 15 and 1 and Bill Belichick will not be satisfied. He will keep looking at that Kansas City game. And you know, you see in Kansas City again. Oh, yeah. Kansas City look like an AFC champion team. They look like a sexy ass team. And if you have to go to Arrowhead and play, we know how hard well, that is. Because Alex Smith did the one
0: thing that in that game that he didn't do last year, which was throw touchdowns. He threw four he absolutely of them. Did. He for threw it. four of them.
2: He absolutely them did. For a 368 28 for 35. And he was ex- sexy as hell.
0: And an explosive performance out of a running back who, who you were a little bit worried about at first because he fumbled on his first oh, carry. Oh, man, that was
1: rough. That's rough for fantasy owners of Kareem Hunt, myself included. But I will say, Dangles, one of my problems with you brought up Gillisley, and I actually think that this was a big problem for New England. The injuries on the D-line and the linebackers really hurt them. Cassius Marsh, obviously doesn't belong in the NFL. He stunk in oh, that God. game. but your running back situation is the same thing that happened in New Orleans on Monday night. It's kind of like if you have two starting quarterbacks, you have zero starting quarterbacks. It's similar with running backs. When you have four running backs, there Deion Lewis, James White, uh Rex Burkhead, Mike Gillisley. These guys do need to get into a rhythm. And when you have you, the first drive was the oddest thing in the world. Rex Burkhead had three plays, then it was James White for four plays, then goal line it was Mike Gillisley. You guys were awesome, scored a touchdown. Look like you're going to light the house on fire and then it just seemed jumbled the rest of the day. I think it would su- uh, it would suit New England a lot if they did what they did last year and they found that LeGarrette blunt bell cow of sorts and then threw James White Rexburg had the other guys in as you know the once in a while players
0: I think Gillisley could potentially be that guy I think
1: so too I think they were too cute is what I'm trying to say I think they were too cute on offense uh in New England and also they ended that game with New England with only three healthy wide receivers one of them being Philip Dorsett who just joined the team yeah you guys need some help
0: well, I know, you know, in the offseason, Tom Brady developed, was developing a really good rapport with Danny Amendola, which is great in the absence of Julian Edelman. Gronk looked like his old self. Um, but y- Did y- he? Y- Eric y- Berry shut him out. And and Barry
1: stood on him the rest of the game until Barry sadly went out with the Achilles injury, which is a huge loss to Kansas City. But... You know, uh, New England. New England has some stuff to figure out, and I think they will. They're fucking New England.
2: Brian, you think about anything? Well, what's interesting is um, the NFL uh, Network came out with an interesting idea that maybe because of having Patrick Mahomes behind Smith. It has shown the way, if you will, to uh, to throw some deep balls out there. I mean, what that was the one characteristic to me that separated from what, you know what what we know about Alex Smith, what we know about Drew, or, uh, not Drew Brees, what we know about Tom Brady, what we know about the the two teams. The difference for me was Alex Smith had no problem throwing it deep that game, and that kind of made things easier for him. I mean, you don't give your players like Tariq Hill, 133 yards, seven receptions, and one touchdown. I mean, that's that's, that's he's
1: a, a Belichick team.
2: He's a burner. Yeah, he's a burner. The Patriots. Well, and you know what? He exploited a weakness in the
0: Patriots' defense that I think they're going to have to address, which is the fact that their secondary is not very good. Because he was able to throw. He was able to th- disagree. He there was there able. Too. He was able to throw throw on them all day long.
1: Look, I disagree I mean, there too. They didn't throw at Stephen Gilmore. Other than that, Tyreek Hill play where there was a clear miscommunication. They did attack Malcolm Butler, but the plays to Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey, those are off of linebackers who were mismatched. That's the problem. Uh, you you are having players out there that belong on special teams. Kyle Van Noy and Cassius Marsh are not starting linebackers in the NFL. They're going to get beat every time. They just we've extended spent, Van, Van we've, no. we've spent too much time on the Patriots. Thank you for answering our Kevin Hart inspired what had happened was. And hopefully <laughs> we'll bring that back when the Patriots or the Lions have a what had happened was moment. Yeah. Maybe the Rams and the Chargers will. Um, but we're moving on now to the big guys, the big statement wins. We've talked about Kansas City. Anybody else make a big splash with a statement win saying, yes, we are here. We're going to make a run the rest of the NFL season.
2: I think the the, the biggest one for everybody here has to be Jacksonville. You think so? Oh, my gosh. I mean, 29-7 to against a Houston team that we, we felt like with Blake Bortles at the helm, there wasn't really much chance for the Jacksonville Jaguars other than maybe Leonard Fournette keeping them afloat. What they showed was that having a guy like Leonard Fournette makes everybody's life a whole lot easier. Absolutely. A whole lot easier. And Blake Bortles looked competent. 11 for 21, 125 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Sounds like a game manager to me. That's all he needed to do. Exactly. If
2: you can get that out of him, maybe you can start building this guy's confidence. Maybe Mm -hmm. you can start getting things going. And then on the other side of the ball, I mean, 10 sacks. 10 sacks out of that that Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) defense. It's kind of ridiculous. Listen to yourself when you say that. Against a team like Houston. Now, we knew Houston was going to have its bumps and bruises. And what happened there? We had Deshaun Watson coming in in the second quarter if I if I if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So so the, to me that was a head scratcher and a fun game to watch to just see that, you know what, maybe we don't have it all figured out. Maybe maybe games are played out on the field because the Jacksonville Jaguars proved that they're a better team than we give them credit for and Houston's got some work to do.
1: Speaking about a better team than I gave them credit for, that's the Minnesota Vikings. What they did on Monday night, yes, it was at home, so it's a, it's a big game for them. Adrian Peterson's returning. They made New Orleans look like absolute dog crap. They really did. Their defense was stifling. They held New Orleans to how many field goals? Like, And Sam Bradford. Like, We're talking about Alex Smith having a great day. Sam Bradford. I hate Sam Bradford. Yeah, he I mean, was that's proving what me wrong every play. He was throwing in the windows that were tight. He was throwing deep balls. He was looking good. And they have a running back in Dalvin Cook. Like Minnesota looked really, really but good. That was a statement win.
2: They shut down True Brees. That's it, yeah. Exactly. Shut them down. Who does that? Nobody.
1: Nobody. Except for Dangles, who puts him as the 12th overall court. He looked it. He looked worse <laughs> he looked, than the 12th he looked overall. Like a, he looked like a 12th. Tw- like what about you, buddy? Who do you think had the biggest uh, statement uh, win?
0: I'm actually going to go ahead and say, Brian, your Detroit Lions made a statement win this week in beating the Arizona Cardinals, a team that's supposed to be coming back and making a huge splash in the it. NFC West. I mean, David Johnson goes down with a dislocated wrist, probably going to miss a considerable amount of time. It sounds that's, like he's going to need terrible, surgery, terrible. Uh, which is really awful for fantasy owners and for the Arizona Cardinals cardinals but a defense that is you know supposed to be among the best in the league matt Stafford goes out there and again just throws several bombs he 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 takes snatches victory from the jaws of defeat once again fourth quarter baby it's the same old cardiac cats can they continue to do it on a consistent basis that's the question i will be interested to see answered but a statement and could and if i'll just mention really quickly a statement loss from the Cleveland Browns this week. My hat tip to you yes, sir. for holding your own against my uh, my prediction for uh, one half of the AFC Championship Pittsburgh, game this yeah. year. Yes, 21-18, to 18, your final score. I mean, not a huge game statistically for anyone, but being able to hang with the projective of the team that most people think is going to win the AFC North and potentially make a run in the playoffs, possibly even to the Super Bowl, that's a huge win for a team that went uh, 1-15 last week. Mm-hmm. With a only, rookie quarterback.
1: Only the Cleveland Browns can get a statement loss. Yeah, <laughs> That's seriously. very Cleveland Browns thing to do. And that also is the team you killed in your gravestones last week. Am I right? It is. Yes, I did kill the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they looked so, they
0: looked the sexiest out of all the other teams. They did look very sexy. Well, and I did preface it by saying it pained me to do it because I yes. love what the Browns are doing.
1: So let's move on to the teams that did not make a big statement. The teams that it's time to press the panic button. We're going to do a little uh, twist on the marry-fuck-kill right now. I'm going to give you four teams that came out just flat as hell. And when you're going to tell me you're going to marry the team that you think this is the true case of who they are, you're going to fuck the team that you're thinking maybe they might be bad, and you're going to kill the team that's like this was a fluke game, throw it in the trash, never watch the game film, we're moving on. So four teams. Your four teams are the Houston Texans, who hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars aforementioned lost 29-7 to and gave up again 10 sacks to the Jacksonville defense. We have the Seattle Seahawks, who went to Lambeau, and they were picked by everybody to be the NFC favorite and they look like absolute dog crap against Green Bay losing 17 to 9. We have the Alex Alche New York Football Giants who could not do a goddamn thing against the Dallas Cowboys and lost themselves 19 to 3. And finally, Dangles. We have the Cincinnati Dangles Bengals who lost 20 to 0 to Baltimore at home with Andy Dalton having five count him five turnovers for the Red Rifle. Brian Marry, fuck, kill those four teams. Marrying the team that's really gonna stink, killing the team that you think was just a fluke.
2: Well, Tony, I'm going to be marrying the Cincinnati Bengals. Really? I think they're that bad. Wow. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a team that is in dire need of a new head coach. I think they are a talented team. Calling for his head. But I think it's time that this locker room gets a, a turnover. It's like having it's like having a guy in charge of of, of the of the store. It's like having a um um a Michael Scott in the office. Just an incompetent idiot. Just an the incompetent way. guy, and he's there for too long, and everybody's comfortable, and he's you know everybody's kind of you know kind of kind of knows how to maneuver around him, how to how to do the job, just so you're not going to lose yours. I mean, they got they they got Vantes perfect and their middle linebacker, mm-hmm. um as their middle linebacker, the leader of that defense. I think the culture in the Cincinnati Bengals locker room. Is, is garbage. I think it's time to move on. I think it's time for Marvin Lewis to move on to a new head coaching job. In fact, why don't you take Rex Ryan's job in the in the in the in the, in the booth, <laughs> or Sergio, or Tibbs. Sergio Tibbs on the sidelines. But I think I think it's time for Marvin Lewis to go on. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to continually have a bad 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 season. All right. So who are you fucking? I am going to be fucking the. So this is kind of our middle of the road. They could be this bad. They whatever. You you're thinking they're bad. It might be the Houston Texans, man.
1: You think they're going to be that bad?
2: I think they could be that bad because... The Deshaun Watson thing doesn't doesn't give you hope. It gives me hope. That's why they're not their Mary. I think Deshaun Watson has a chance to really change things around the trajectory, if you will, because, A, he didn't start. B, he, he, he kind of looked like he had some really good things going. I mean, his legs are a huge attribute.
1: Yes, absolutely. They changed the way— Tom Savage was a statue.
2: And I'm a, and I'm a fan of Lamar Miller. I think Lamar Miller was a different running back when being handed the ball from Deshaun Watson as opposed to, to Fred Savage there. So I, I think that's a big difference. I think the season is not over yet, and I don't think they're in a, in a conference, if you will, or a division that completely m- makes it difficult for them to get out of it. Okay, and who are you killing? Uh, I am going to kill the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. They are going to be the team representing the NFC Conference in the Super Bowl uh, this Ugh. year. Ugh. I believe that. Okay. I believe that. And I chose them to lose this week against Green Bay because I think it's so freaking difficult to walk into Green Bay and beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers any day of the week, any time of the year mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I still think they're a good team. I think Russell Wilson was not uh, they gotta. They got to figure out what's going on with that offensive line. It stinks a little bit. It's
1: terrible. It stinks. It's terrible. All right. So, Dangles, you've heard all that. Do you have any decisions to you make yourself?
0: Uh, So I'm going to be marrying the Houston Texans. I think they really are that bad. And if Jacksonville continues to play like they did on Sunday, they could have a lot more wins than we gave them credit for. And who are you fucking? This season. Uh, I am going to be fucking the New York Giants. Thank you. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, I think that there is a real potential for them to be bad this year. I don't think it is super panic button time. Uh, Eli is still a two-time Super Bowl winner. He still has a ton of weapons. They got 16 yards on the ground in total in that game. That worries me more than anything else is that they Paul have Perkins no run running running game. Ball and I know Shane Vereen. There's no. I know. That's no, what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the running It Has everything what- to do with the offensive line. Eric Flowers
2: well, is garbage. Eric
0: Flowers is bad. Justin Pugh is bad, and he's a Syracuse guy. I'm sorry, Justin. You're not a very good offensive lineman, dude. <laughs> um, uh, I just yes, Eli Eli got hit a lot, and this is a Cowboys defense that 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 lost a lot of its mass and its its girth in the offseason, especially in the secondary area. So for them to come down out and just get completely shut down, that worries me. It should worry Alex Alche and Giants fans everywhere, and um, because this is the kind of play Play that can be contagious, especially when Eli Manning is your quarterback. Yeah, so who uh,
1: are who are you killing then? Who do that you think means is that fluke? I'm
0: also killing the Seattle Seahawks. I do think that uh, it was a fluke for them. Uh, I think that you know they went into Green Bay and they just you know they they came up uh, against a team that is very good at home with a quarterback you know who Does, doesn't lose has, who doesn't lose who doesn't lose at home, frankly. So I you know that was one of the tougher games on their season. They'll head off to uh, uh, San Francisco next week. That's a home Home game at CenturyLink, so i think they'll have a little bit easier time with uh with, with that San Francisco. okay
1: here's the thing guys you guys are bringing up reasons i'm gonna differ on you a little bit here because you guys are bringing up reasons that you hate the teams like houston you hate the teams like uh, uh the giants seattle has a, the same exact problem and that is the offensive line they don't have one they don't have one eddie lacy cj pro size chris carson was a little bit of a spark plug behind there they don't have a running game seattle's built on the run doug baldwin's awesome Paul Richardson turns out he can be a player, and if Tyler Lockett can be the inkling of what he was last year, maybe they have a good slot guy. But it can't all be there if it's just Russell Wilson passing the ball. The Seattle defense is great, but I don't don't see how you can't be scared in what Green Bay did to them. Green Bay had one of the worst defenses in the league last year. They could not get to the quarterback, and everyone could this year, and it was because of the offensive line. Seattle's scary to me. Luke Jockle. Luke Jockle is their right guard. Mike Daniels ate his lunch. I will say this though, I'm probably I'm probably marrying the Cincinnati Bengals because I, I could not be more wrong. Hand up, could not be more wrong about the Cincinnati Bengals. They stunk. I'm probably having a threesome of fucking with the New York Giants
2: and the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Dangles is just like you just made the fucking rules up again. <laughs> I've brought this As is he a, goes. This as, is he goes as he goes as usual. This
1: isn't the first time I've brought up threesomes here, okay? But Seattle's offensive line's terrible. So is New York. So Odell returning makes me a little bit more hesitant to say New York is done. I am killing the Houston Texans because of that defense and because I think Deshaun Watson is a completely different player in that division. They have a chance. I will say this before we move on because it was the favorite thing I read. As always, when Monday comes out, nothing I like to do than read what everyone has to write about the Sunday before. And this comes from one of my favorite guys, Bill Barnwell, on Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals, the reason why I'm killing them, <laughs> or marrying them, I should say. Okay. It is difficult to do any worse than Dalton did on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. He finished the day with a total of .6 total QBR, the worst mark since Peyton Manning's 5 for 24 interception start against the Chiefs in 2015 that cost the future Hall of Famer his starting job for the rest of the regular season. A .6 QBR is let's see what Brock Osweiler can do bad. (laughs) There you go, Cincinnati. Good luck with the rest of your season. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarrick. I knew he'd right make an there. appearance in this pod somewhere. How can right you there? not? How can you not? Alright, that's it for our intro what section. What a beautiful wife. We got, got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about with the battle for LA coming up, but before we get there, guys, Gravestones.
2: Left
1: and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Gravestones. It is time now we bow our heads. If you haven't gotten the gist of this game yet. Each one of the hosts right now is going to pick a team to put to rest for the 2017 NFL season that they will not make the NFL playoffs at the end of the year. Last week, Brian had the first pick and picked to kill the New York football Jets. May they rest in peace. Myself, I picked the San Francisco 49ers. Daniel Antonio picked the Cleveland Browns. The new part of this game, and Dangles is going first because he won the pick week last week. Whatever team dangles picks To kill right now Brian and I could not choose that team this week and must choose a different one I'm going second Brian is going last The horn's on you, bright guy You ready to make a, a pick? Do you have three possible teams over there? I do Okay Mr. Dangle Antonio Yes Last week you killed the Cleveland Browns <laughs> The floor is yours All 31 other teams are at your disposable Who
0: Will you put to bed welcome to this american life am i class <laughs> <laughs> no um this week uh my gravestone will be going to the new york jets damn it damn it congratulations new york you put out not one but two shitty football teams this season the worst of the two of them scored nine more points than the one that's supposed to be good, the one that I actually think or thought could potentially win the NFC East. But no, 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 the New York football Jets, you you have reached uh, in one game a new level of awfulness. Josh McCown, 26 of 39 for 187 yards and two picks. Bilal Powell ran for 22 yards on seven carries. (laughs) Bilal Powell. 22 yards on seven carries. Their leading receiver was Jermaine Kerr, seven catches for 59 yards. There is no way in hell this team is making the playoffs this year. I'm killing the Jets. Goodbye. I'm sorry, Todd Bowles. Maybe you will find a coordinator job somewhere, but this is your last year as the Jets coach.
1: Well, now I'm in trouble. Candle's been snuffed. Now I'm in trouble. Because I don't believe that I'm ready to kill the Cleveland Browns yet. What? I know. What? I know. Cleveland looked really good against Pittsburgh. So.
2: Really good?
1: Without any further ado. For Cleveland. Without any further ado. I am putting to rest. As I said, I've already killed the 49ers. I cannot kill the New York Jets, who are the team I really wanted to kill. Instead, I am putting to rest the Red Rifle and the Cincinnati Bengals. Whoa. In week two. I'm ready to say that that team looked like utter dog shit. And I married them in the merry fuck, kill of teams that yeah, actually look like dog shit, and yep. I believe it. I don't believe Marvin Lewis is seeing the playoffs this year. I think the AFC has a lot of good wild card teams. That AFC West looks dangerous by all of them. It's all over. For the Cincinnati Bengals, you are dead. May you rest in peace.
2: Brian. All then. Hmm. Um, well, that makes my decision pretty easy. Yep. I will be killing the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Good night San Fran. Two people have
2: killed you. Good night, old chum. 23 to 3 was the final score of the Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers this week. Brian Hoyer looked every bit of the backup quarterback that he is. Mm-hmm. I don't He still s-
0: threw for more yards than Cam. <laughs>
2: It doesn't matter, my friend. Not the 49th (laughs) stick. Reuben Foster's dead. He's hurt. Yeah, sad. He looked like he was going to be the breath of fresh air in that defense. No more. Nope. Uh, I just don't have any belief that the San Francisco 49ers are going to even come close to sniffing that playoff. Goodbye, old friend.
1: So there you go. That's week two. Dangles kills the Jets. I killed the Bengals. Brian killed the Niners. And that's it for Gravestones. Now, let's move on to the battle for los angeles left coasters. and ladies and gentlemen the left coasters podcast time to wake back up we're back alive because we are here for the battle of la the rams and chargers both had games this week one team won one team did not the rams came hosted the indianapolis colts to the tune of 46 to 9 46 Wait. to 9 oh, that's a tune up and the L.A. Chargers lined up for a last-second kick, but Youngway Kim was blocked on the line by a big man from Denver. And Denver held on to win 24-21, to having never lost when they were up 17 points at home. Almost had the chance to send it into overtime. Weird games on both accounts. Uh, one team is 1-0, one team is 0-1. What guys impressed you the most?
2: I think for me it was Jared Goff's efficiency. I mean him and he and his uh his uh counterpart on the outside, there Sammy Watkins looked to be every part of the first overall draft pick and a high wide receiver. I think that was the most pleasant surprise of the Rams game this week that I felt like I'm now excited to continue to watch how Jared Goff improves over the year. He might have a, you know, stumble here and there, but he's got this to hang his hat on.
1: He looked really good. What surprised me with the Rams is the fact that Cooper Cup led the team in
0: receiving yards?
2: Didn't surprise me there.
1: Surprised me a little bit with the other players on the team. Daniels, anything you can pull away from the
0: game? For the from the Rams game, um, I, yeah, I would say Jared. Jared. I mean, Jared Goff. It's hard to argue with him. Yet it's such a such a huge game. I was a little bit surprised that Sammy Watkins wasn't more involved in the offense. Mm. I kind of expected to see him getting a lot of looks. It could have probably. He I was would involved not, early. I would not be surprised if he was double covered most of the game, and that's you know ultimately why Jared Goff ended up throwing to Cooper Cup more. I would like to see the tight ends get involved a little bit
2: more there as well. I it was think-
1: a great throw to the rook. It was a great throw to the rook in uh, L. A.
2: But you know what's somewhat surprising is we both have pointed out the passing game being the most surprising aspect of it. Remember one of the things we talked about earlier in the week was, well, one of the keys to the game was getting Todd Gurley rolling. Todd Gurley didn't really have a great game, yet they still kicked the shit out of the Indianapolis Colts. It, It
1: helps when you get two pick sixes. Thank you, Scott Tolzien.
2: Yeah. Scott
1: uh, Tolzien stinks, by I, I, the way. I
0: think we should, for the Rams side of things, I think we should temper our expectations just a little bit because this Indy team was bad this week, and they have a terrible defense. And, yeah, they're real um, bad. They are a much different team with Andrew Luck at the helm, no doubt. We'll see when he gets back. Um, but they definitely have some big holes on defense they need to shore up. And That's, that's uh, what
1: stopped me from killing them in the Gravestones game is because they're in the one of the worst divisions in the NFL and their best players ha- not playing yet. True. Yeah.
2: True. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm not ready to kill them yet, because I think they are a much, much different team with Andrew Luck, and I even think that bleeds over onto the defensive side of the ball. I think they play better when Andrew Luck's on the field as well, because they're more confident that they can be on the bench and not have to win the game.
1: Now, as for the L.A. Chargers, I have a question about them, because they went to Denver. Did Andy
0: Reid teach Anthony Lynn how to manage the fucking clock? Stole the words right out of my mouth. Awful. Awful. It was Uh, awful.
1: Anthony Lynn, I think, mismanaged five of his six timeouts. Anthony Lynn and Ken Wisenhunt calling some of the oddest plays I've ever seen. When you have a two-minute drill on the 40-yard line and your first three plays gain you nine yards and take over a minute and 20 seconds off of a two-minute drill, that is the wrong decision-making.
2: Your situational play calling is off. Terrible. Off.
1: They used all three of their timeouts in the first half with over six minutes remaining in the second quarter terrible.
2: Well, we joked about what Phillip Rivers was doing. It seemed like Phillip Rivers was rolling the play clock down to two seconds every time and kind of like not sure what, what to do, if he's going to call timeout or if he's going to snap the ball. It's like, dude, get going. You should be happy in this loss
1: because your defense uh, took some punches early and came back and made plays to put you back into the game. Phillip Rivers, same way. He made some mistakes early but made plays to keep them in the game. Melvin Gordon seemingly made the first man miss every time he touched the ball. Still did not have great stats on the on the number sheet, but watching the game you saw melvin gordon is the real deal keenan allen dropped too many balls to my liking but that offense will find its way what surprised me the most was the new gray beard not i, I didn't i never expected this guy to not understand how to d- develop game plays he does have gus bradley and ken wisenhunt two future coaching hall of famers on the sidelines so maybe he <laughs> learned how to manage a game from them but that was terrible yeah it, it was not awful. good. It was not good, and we should be happy about that game. They went into Denver and had, were a block kick away from going in overtime in Denver. It's a tough place to play, whether you like the Broncos the or not. The fact that they
0: were even in a position to be in a to be a field goal away from winning this game is incredibly impressive because the first half of football was crap for them, and they didn't look too much better coming out of the locker room in the last half of things. But this is the problem for them: is that they cannot spend the rest of the season playing from behind. Yes, because we talked about one-score games. It, it, that's exactly it. They can't because the difference between Philip Rivers and a guy like Matt Stafford, who is going to pull it out in the last-minute situation, is that Matt Stafford throws a
2: touchdown when Phillip Rivers throws an interception. And and it's really important that you point out Matt Stafford. You remember who they were playing. Trevor Seaman. Seaman. Trevor- Seaman played great. Seaman played amazing. Seaman played great. So,
0: and with with how hard, the Chargers have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL this year. With the difficult teams that they're playing, they're not going to be afforded the opportunity to be behind in games. They're going to need to get touchdowns. Phillip Rivers' line looks decent. It's not terrible he threw for three touchdowns on 22 of 33 for 192 yards one pick that comes along with the territory of philip rivers he didn't look terrible um but they can't no, be the playing team, from. that's the thing the team behind. didn't look bad no and, and when you go vegas
1: always sets the home field record at minus three the home team's always favored by three points it's just a natural thing to happen and they only lost by three but I feel that if Ant- if I gotta sit through Anthony Lynn making these head scratching decisions week after week after week, it's gonna give us a lot of talk to talk about on this podcast. But those were some boneheaded decisions was, in the first game of the NFL. It was the first
0: game. Let's not let's not you know run around with our hair it was on Vance fire. Joseph's just first yet. game too. It was yes, and some guys are gonna have different first games than other guys. Somebody had to lose that game. Correct. So, you know, someone was going to get their first win as an NFL head coach, and someone was going to end up losing that game.
2: And I think you really have to have—you're really going to have to point your fingers at the Los Angeles secondary. The when, Chargers secondary? Yes, because when, when Trevor Seaman throws two touchdowns on you, goes 17 for 28 and 219 yards, that, that, that's got to call into question because he looked fluid back there. He looked, he looked really good. And I understand that Anderson and Charles kind of had some, but neither one of them scored. So my question now is, all right, come on. We've got the defensive line. Linebackers played okay. Where are we at secondary? Mm. Where are we at? They sacked Travor Simeon four times, uh, and most of those sacks came at the end of the end of the game. Terrible
1: right? sacks by Simeon. You got to get rid of the ball. You got to get yeah, rid of the ball. You're right.
2: But I think that secondary has got to that that secondary has got to lock things up because they're supposed to be one of the better in the league.
1: So then, who do they face next week? What quarterback is going to attack that secondary next week?
0: I'm going to say uh, huh, it'll be it'll be fun. Uh, could be a battle of interceptions between Jay Cutler and Phil Rivers. The Miami Dolphins uh, are in town. They will play the Chargers at the StubHub Center. Oh yes, we should have gotten tickets for
1: that one. Oh yes we get smoking jay cutler at what time in the day and that's uh, going that's to be, gonna be a 405 be... oh, one o'clock uh,
2: yeah. our time oh appointment
1: television there's and going what... to be plenty of that on red zone smoking jay against the oh, and here's the
2: thing here's the thing if jay cutler comes out and starts punching your secondary in the mouth it's going to be a long season. And If you this,
1: think Trevor Seaman's going to take shots deep, wait till you see C.J. Wait Smoke till you Jay see Cutler. Jay and this Jarvis is, Landry. He, and he Devonte closes Parker. his eyes
2: and throws the ball. And
1: Jay Ajay is much better than C.J. Anderson.
2: And that offensive line is supposed to be better. Then oh, this is a win.
1: This
0: is a win that they need, especially after losing this one to Denver in such close fashion. They must get this win because after Miami, it goes Kansas City. That one's at the StubHub Center. Eagles visit the StubHub Center, then they go to New York to play the Giants, then they go to Oakland, and then they go to Denver, and then they uh, oh, then wow, they play Denver, at, and then they play Denver at home, and then they go to New England to play the Patriots. Okay,
1: so this is a must-win early in the season.
2: What for did Anthony I say? I, I, take, I take everything I said back. Early. I don't know, man. That seems daunting.
1: To me. I remember going through the schedule and I was the only one predicting losses. That's for this one Georgia of the most. Team.
0: That is one of the most daunting. I'm sorry, like That's seven tough. game stretches. That one, two, three, four, no. five, six game stretches. Yes. Now we
1: haven't seen Miami play. Obviously, this is going to be the first game for them. They're going to be beating first the game rust for off. Jay Cutler with a new team. Regardless, first game uh, for a lot of these players here. We're going to see. They've got a good I defensive think, line. No, no, no. They have a high-priced defensive Ndamuk line. Dominic and Sue will rip your face off. I would not call them good. I would call the defensive line they played in Denver a hell of of a lot better. Not a huge fan of Miami's uh, uh, defense here, and I think Phillip Rivers is going to be able to exploit him. I really think Melvin Gordon is going to be able to exploit him. This game might be a high-scoring game. I think so.
0: I think ultimately though, the Chargers still pull it out. You think that I, you're going to predict I, I'm the Chargers gonna, I'm going to pick I'm the gonna man gonna, who is leading in the pick and battle. I'm going to pick the selection. I'm going to pick the Chargers a to, smart beat, pick. to beat the to beat the Dolphins. They were this close. They were a few poor decisions and a few poor play calls away from winning this game, and one fingertip when you really come down to it with Young Way Koo. There, I, my heart goes out to this kid. By the way, he Absolutely. wins. He wins the starting job from a, a veteran kicker yes. and goes out there. And I will. And I would just like to add that in, in, in my heart you he made the kick young way because he drilled the one before they t- called the timeout to ice him. absolutely he drilled did. it right down the and middle. the one the one the second one was on target uh, but I'm picking the Chargers here um, I think Melvin Gordon continues to look time really time strong time out, time out. you can't know it
1: was on target it was blocked a second after it left his foot it looked on target okay keep going
0: it looked on target <laughs> Looks on target to me. Going with it. I got. A, I got a feeling in my gut. Hey, he's the perennial winner.
2: He's allowed to make these statements. He's winning. You're going so. with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm
0: going with the Chargers. I'm going to go with gotta... the
2: Chargers as well. I think that's a smart decision because one, the Chargers have 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 game tape to go off of. They can look back and make make adjustments. Miami's still in that kind of kicking the rust off phase. Mm-hmm. They're coming mm-hmm. off of uh, You know, our heart is out there to all of our uh, listeners and and our families and friends out in Florida right now and, and Houston. But I, you know, they're coming off of you know a, a different mindset completely. I know they're ready to play ball, but I. Think they're going to be making that transition all the way out here to Los Angeles in a new stadium stub hub. I think Phillip Rivers and these uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to be pissed. They're going to be ready. They're going to be put together. And I think if Anthony Lynn, it, his mistakes were glaring. Disgusting. Absolutely glaring. Disgusting. The average viewer could, could pick up on the mistakes he made in terms of clock management. I hope he goes back to the drawing board, too, and reassesses his decision-making in those 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 moments as well. But I think Melvin Gordon match ups, uh, matches up well. And here's the thing. We joke about it, but in all seriousness, Jay Cutler throws a lot of picks. Yeah. And I can see a pick six here and there. Oh yeah, I can see that happening. I can see some miscues. I can yeah. see I can see some fumbleitis going on in that in a couple of those first drives from Miami. So I'm picking the Chargers. I have faith. I still think they're going to they're going to be a good team. I think they should commend themselves, but they've got a lot of things to clean up. Nothing that is not manageable. Nothing that is curable. Not is mm-hmm. not curable. So I think that I think the Chargers have the ability to go back to the drawing board. And I think they need this win, as Dangles points out.
1: I think they almost had it in Denver, and I, th- I think they'll be Jay Cutler and the Miami Dolphins. Because as much as I do not trust Anthony Lynn anymore after watching that Monday night game, game, I do not trust Jay Cutler. I I know oh, yeah, we've the seen, man that is we've seen We've seen that over and over and over again. And as fun as I am, ready to watch Jay Cutler play football again, I'm not ready to put money on Jay Cutler. I'll bet against him nine times out of nine.
2: I've watched Jay Cutler over the last six years, twice a year, and watched him just completely blow my mind.
1: And you know who knows Jay Cutler is Mr. Casey Hayward. Used to be a Green Bay Packer. Mm-hmm. Loved to pick off Jay Cutler. Nice. So let's see it again. Meanwhile, so we
0: all are on the Chargers. What's happening for the Rams? Meanwhile, the Rams will stay at home, uh, and they will play the Washington Redskins in the Coliseum. At what time is that game? That's a 125, That's a 125. start.
1: So we got both L.A. teams going at the same time? in this,
0: it, Both at home. Um, That's odd that they chargers, would do that.
1: Chargers are a half an hour before. Doesn't matter. It's the same time, give or take. Yeah, it's an afternoon game. That yeah. is, who scheduled that timeout? I gotta. I, that's a genuine question. First off, I don't mind that they're both in L.A. But if you're trying to draw
2: fans in L.A., why are you putting them against each they other? They must assume that, that why are you people putting wouldn't them watch against each other. People, they must assume people are not fans of both.
1: They're not fans at all. Well, if yeah. You're, but, if you're an L.A. football fan like us, not like we're going to go to the game anyway. But I'm going to sit at home so I can watch both teams play. They're the, both my hometown The teams. Angels and
0: Dodgers are never in town at the same time. Never. And, e- and even if they— Angels are on the road when the Dodgers— Same thing with the A's and the Giants. The A's are on the road. I don't know why you're looking Giants, at me. I think it's dumb, too. The Giants are at home. The why hell is Why that? are they making us choose between teams? That's the dumbest thing in the
1: world. You're trying to draw fans to Los Angeles. Why would you put them both on at the same time? Doesn't make it's, it's blowing my mind right now that they would do that. <laughs> that's asinine. Just
2: saying they're a half hour apart. You can't be in two places at once. And there's really no there's really no excuse. They're both they're they're playing both East Coast teams. They could easily put those games at the ten, at the, the ten spot. What the hell is and going on around here? That's ridiculous. Anyway, get Roger Goodell on the phone. We're moving on to the game. You're
1: trying to you dr- you're trying to make LA a football city and you're making it difficult for fans to watch their
0: teams. <laughs> I love how you say moving on the game and you gotta drive one more nail into the anyway, coffin. <laughs> get anyway. Roger on the
1: phone. Rams are hosting the Redskins. The Redskins I've got him
0: on speed dial so I can call him at two in the morning and tell him what a fuck up he is. <laughs> the Redskins
1: the Redskins played a shitty oh, shit Patriots. game against Philadelphia. Uh the, the offense looks spotty, the defense looks spotty, and now they're coming to the Coliseum to play Jared Goff. And the number one offense in the league, points wise. 46 points is ridiculous.
2: God almighty, can you um, say it
1: again?
0: The Rams are actually the same. They actually have have the spread at minus two and a half for the, probably the first time in a long time they're expected to win. Are you kidding me? I thought they were favored against Indy, and I'm picking them. I don't even
1: need to break this game down. I think Washington stinks, and I'm picking Sean McVay to beat his old team. Absolutely. Over-under is 46. You taking it? It's going to be a lot of points in this game. You think so? I think Kirk uh, Cousins in the Washington offense. Rams hung offense, that money alone on the I think, last game. I think Kirk and his offense is 10 times better than Scott Tolzien. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, absolutely. I think Fat Rob Kelly is a better running back than Frank Gore. I think Kirk Cousins is a hell of a better quarterback than Tolzien. His weapons are better. And I think their defense is just as bad as Indy's. Josh Norman's there, yes, but Josh Norman you can throw to other people. Like, yes, you take Sammy Watkins out. We saw Cooper Cup step up. We said this last week, but I think Todd Gurley's going to have a day. You say that every week. I think uh, when you said Sammy Watkins got uh, you were a little disappointed Sammy Watkins wasn't as involved. And Todd Gurley, again, had a terrible rushing per average. They were up 30 points for the most of that game. So that game now becomes we're just waiting to get out of here. So they're not going to force it to Sammy. They're no. just going to run it down the throat and do easy, 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 easy. And that's what I think changed those stats a little bit. I think it differs up when you're actually in a game that you're going to have to contend with. I don't think it's going to be a 46-9 to win.
0: No, I think probably not. Washington. No, I agree. I think, I think the Rams ultimately win this one as well. But it's, it's in the Coliseum. Um, you know, they're getting more and more comfortable playing at home. I think McVay is, is fired up to win after they, a big blowout and, after you know, going up against his old team and its old quarterback and all that stuff.
1: They're getting comfortable playing at home because, you know, it's very quiet there.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was nobody crazy. at the game. No, there was not. The seats
1: were And how empty. are you planning to have two games on at the same time if you I'm, can't even fill the
0: seat up in one of them? I, <laughs> keep going. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I think the Rams are going to win. I think they come out and, and go, you know, going 2-0. I'm not
2: sure that I would have expected that out of the beginning of the season, but, hey, I'll take it. I'm going to be going with the Rams, and I think it, it all comes down to the passing game for the Washington Redskins. When Terrell Pryor is their number one, targeted 11 times and they could not find a way to get him the ball. It was damn near impossible. It, they still haven't figured that part out, whereas you look on the other side of the ball, and I think the Rams have a bevy of people to look to to help Jared Goff get this W, and I think the Rams' defense is better, I and I think the special teams, Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker. Congratulations on the new contact there, Hecker. Wow. Two years, I believe. What is two years? Ten million.
1: Did you guys see Pat McAfee break down? It was hilarious. Yes, I did. I was was just about to bring this up. And it informed me. Like Pat McAfee broke down. I think it's on his Twitter. Pat McAfee broke down a punt that Johnny Hecker did. Where Johnny Hecker punted a football sideways so it would bounce correctly on the turf. Pat McAfee, one of the best punters of the last ten years, breaking down the game from his couch, beer in hand, and did it better than Rex Ryan ever could. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I'll have to check that out. Fans to go check it out. I have to check that out.
0: Yeah, it was really, it was really on point. He talks about. Why he's kicking it in the direction he did, and, the, and the, with the spin that he has and how on hard it, it is to and do he's it. like, if you miss this, it's going seven yards. Like, so you have to hit it just the right way. And he goes, he's like, hey, look at this motherfucker! It goes out at the six.
2: <laughs> and what's cool about Johnny is Johnny is. We saw it in the last Hard Knocks. He kind of has this captain, you know, he's like a leader. He he loves Absolutely this leader. team. He loves this team. So congratulations, you you deserve it. So I think in every phase of the football game, I think I think McVeigh is showing his 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 strengths as a coach offensive defensive and special teams the Rams look good I like it and who knows to be who knows how to beat
1: Washington other than the man who was there for the past few years and Sean McVay and also if you're looking at fantasy plays Nelson Aguilar and Torrey Smith had a couple of plays that were just right there in the Philly game but they were open deep look for Tavon Austin to be open on some of these go routes you guys know how much I hate Tavon I think they send the speedster deep and he's going to be open and you just got to hope Jared Goff hits him so three the three of us we're 6-0 on oh L.A. right now. We're all picking L.A. to win all. Every one of us is picking L.A. to win both games. And, Wade,
2: and Wade Phillips, man. Wade <laughs> Phillips.
1: <laughs> now the way we can't get through a podcast without mentioning Wade Phillips. So the two games that are happening at the same time, you'll have to be pressing last on your remote to get both of them at the same time. And a dumbfounding decision of scheduling. L.A. Rams win. L.A. Chargers win. We're going to be moving on. We were all made this decision last week. The Chargers lost their game. The Rams won theirs. So where are you on the scale? of LA fandom. A one being you are a diehard Chargers fan, a ten being a diehard Rams fan. I'll tell you I was a seven last week and the Rams played real good. The Chargers made me real angry, not because of their play, but because of the gray beard Anthony Lynn not knowing what a timeout was. I'm gonna go with a seven point five. Seven point five leaning a little bit closer to Rams fandom. Seven point five.
2: Brian what rules matter to you? I just
1: <laughs> make it a Brian, seven point five. Enough? Brian you I were was at a five, five? You're right <laughs> in
2: the middle. I was out of five, and my, my justification for that was I wanted to see what the coaches did. So what did they do? Six. I'm at a six.
1: Leaning towards the Rams. Chargers not getting the love.
2: I am. I think for the same reasons why you thought Anthony Lynn made some really bad choices and bad decisions and, and they were dumb finding And I and I don't like that. I just flat out don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to see that. The, the game should be lost on the field not on the coaching staff. And I think that was clear and I think Sean McVay showed what happens when things go right. When mm-hmm. prepared and you're coached up well and you know, you make adjustments and things go well. Now, we'll see what next week's all about. I'm excited to see what he does to his old team. I, I'm watching the coaching really, really hard, and I want to see Jared Goff continue to move forward. There it is. There it is, a six.
1: Give me the some program. girly, too, man. He's I, moved to the Rams. I am. All right, Dangles, you were at a six last week. What have you come to now?
0: I was. I was. And I think I'm going to give myself a full point bump up to a seven on the side of the Rams. Um,
1: Getting close. I mean, I think
0: you saw, you know, in our two L.A. teams, uh, on the Rams side of things, you saw new coach, new attitude, and seemingly new team, at least after week one, playing with a new sense of invigoration. With Anthony Lynn on Monday night, what I saw was new coach, same old Chargers. And that's not going to cut it uh, for the Battle of L.A. this year, as far as I'm concerned. I want to be a fan of a team that is going to make me want to turn the game on every Sunday. So when I pop out of bed at 9 o'clock and start throwing my gear on and getting ready to go to wherever (laughs) we're watching football, which is either Glendale or my living room, uh, you know, I want to be able to go, I'm friggin' stoked for the Rams game this afternoon. Jared Goff is going to air it out. Cooper Cup is going to dive over six people to, you know, catch a football. Aaron Donald's going to have seven, sacks and like that's the kind of you know that's the kind of, of 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 enthusiasm that they inspired me this week in me this week and I just didn't get the same feeling out of the Chargers even though on paper sure they've got the sexier team so uh, I, and I love what it just Sean seemed to make every decision and call it right and just did, a, did an incredible job at, at the helm on Sunday so kudos to you kid you deserve the game ball um, and I'm really looking forward to watching this game next week. Let's hope that it's not just Indy was the God's worst team and they just come
1: out laying egg against Washington and we're over here next week going the they stink whoa, I'm whoa, now a four whoa, whoa. and that's all we got for the battle for Los Angeles now we're moving on to questions from the fans and then afterwards Dangles gets to defend his crown as the leader in the Pick'em Challenge
2: after week one
1: let's go baby so hey we're all on the Ram side so I believe we say Ram, Ram it,
2: it. And welcome back, coasters. If you want to get a hold of us, check us out at the Left Coasters Podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and check us out at the Leftcoasterspodcast.com. Send us your questions, any ideas, thoughts, questions, concerns. We actually have one today from Pat in Denver. The question is, gentlemen, what has been the best early return on an off season transition? Okay. Again, that's what has been the best early return on an off-season transition.
1: Okay, so we're week one. We've seen all these free agents play with their new teams at least once.
0: Can we at least acknowledge that it is way too fucking early to be making Absolutely. this kind of analysis? But okay,
1: good. <laughs> I have an answer immediately. A, team, a player that not only won the game for his team, set the tone, did everything he asked him to do, and got paid a boatload of money and was worth every dime thus far. That's Callias Campbell for Dangles' second favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yes, indeed. In one half, in the first half of the game Broken against Houston, record. he had more sacks than a Jaguar player has ever had. Ridiculous amount of sacks. And that whole team, That was the essence of that game was Savage and Watson did not have enough time to complete the pass. We talked about them already. Callias Campbell, best free agent acquisition thus far, paying the bills.
2: And his presence on that line gives... Huge. That defense a completely different dynamic Makes all the young guys look better than average yeah. It's fantastic Huge. But I'm actually going to go instead
0: in a different direction And pick someone from our very own Los Angeles Rams In Andrew Whitworth How hey, hey, how, how much more confident Did Jared Goff look in the pocket Absolutely. A lot I think that has everything to do with the fact That he trusts his offensive line this season The pressure came, yeah, at a lot of times But he was cool in the pocket He dealt with it And the offensive line was able to keep him on his feet for them to win by a boatload. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're already seeing dividends from the big contract they gave this guy. The offensive line is something we've talked about again and again and again, Is something the Rams need to shore up. And it seems that they've finally found their guy here in Andrew Whitworth. So kudos to you for that particular signing. It seems to be paying off so far.
1: If only it could lead to more than two, point y- two yards per carry, Todd Gurley. Yeah, maybe. well, maybe on the, maybe well look,
0: one thing at a time, all right? Yeah, let's, solve the, let's solve the quarterback situation first, and then we'll get the running back who we know can rush. For a thousand yards already, back on track.
2: True. I'm going with Sean McVay. Hey. Off-season transition. Great great. It didn't yeah, say yeah. players. You are right. You are right. Uh, Sean McVay clearly has has his finger on this team. Yep. It, it, the stamp is there. The fingerprints are everywhere, and I'm in, incredibly impressed with his speech afterwards. You know, Cronky came and gave him the game ball. You could just tell players love him. I know it's always good to feel great after a game and give your coach a high five and a big hug when you've got no clothes on. But, but those players in that locker room, they looked like they were having fun. Mm-hmm. they were having fun we did not see the rams have fun last year and yeah. i think what sean McVay created a little bit of a of a culture switch that last year really was the was the the black hole of fun in jeff fisher not anymore not anymore and i think sean mcveigh is the reason for that i i thought that had paid its dividends in one game yep absolutely and that's the defense without
0: aaron donald boom right
1: yeah no i mean they it, it it's Easy to have fun when you're kicking another team's ass. Well, yeah. And, it really uh, is, and yeah. it showed. And McVay was awesome. I agree with you, and Whitworth was a good signing. I still think I'm right, though. But thank you, Pat, for your question. Now we're moving on to Pick'Em. And, uh, Brian, a little bit of change of scenery for you here in the Pick'Em section. We'll it's get to it one. next. Tweak week one.
2: Left Coasters.
1: And here we are, Left Coasters, back for the Pick'Em Challenge for week two. As always, we are the Left Coasters Podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo, Brian the ballerina, Balserina, hey, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please leave us a review. It would really help us out. A like helps as well. You can find us on the theleftcoasterspodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Left Coasters Podcast. On Twitter, at Left Coasters Pod. And on Instagram, Left Coasters We're in Podcast. so many different places we're everywhere it's the same name almost everywhere and leave
0: us a review on apple podcasts please 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 it helps us out out and it helps more importantly it helps other people find the show and find out about who we are what we do
2: and why you should listen to us and let us know when you do who knows there may be a sticker in your future from the left we have some pretty badass
1: stickers throwing out prizes already.
2: Hey man. Hey, we Ready. got merch. We got merch. We got, we got merch, TLC man. merch, baby. And and I've already been uh speaking with some people on the uh Instagram uh, world who have been uh wondering when we're going to get our our coasters up. Left coasters coasters. Left coasters coasters. Maybe that's Jesus. the
0: next the next uh the next venture. Hey, this is a low budget operation for the time being, all right? We are uh we are, you know, we're doing what we can. How about this? The first review we get from this podcast debuting is getting a
1: coaster signed by Tony Cavallo.
0: Oh, yours you can sell that for a nickel on ebay yours
1: <laughs> moving on dangles my man congratulations as we said before you were number one in week one pick em, 10 and 5 Woo-hoo! record you were leading the way i was nine and six brian the original champion from last year eight and seven starting off on not the good foot, Brian. Championship guy. hangover.
2: Very Dangles-esque of uh, 2016. I I think um, I I think I can bounce back this week, guys.
1: Are you putting it up on the bulletin board like Bill Belichick and the Patriots?
2: Yep, in my locker actually.
1: Okay. All right. So moving on. What's the first
2: game? What's Thursday night? Let's the, do this. The first game we have, Mister Dangle Antonio. The Texans at the Bengals. Oh, boy. What
1: an ugly Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah, this is a, du-
2: this is a dumpster ugly fire. Ugly Thursday night game. Texans at the Bengals. But oh, you know what? Rough. Somebody's walking away with a W out of that game. Yeah,
0: somebody somebody does uh somebody does get a win out of it and i think it's going to be the houston texans uh even though this one is in cincinnati i think houston has had a chance to shake off its first game willies uh they were also playing in front of a huge crowd there in houston that had, had high expectations and they wanted to perform for them obviously because of everything that's gone on in that city with hurricane harvey uh houston houston that's all i have to say i don't need to say anything else Bengals stink i'm gonna go with cincinnati
1: Red rifle. He's taking a chance early. I
0: really uh, want AJ McCarron to be successful, don't you?
2: Well, it's not just AJ. Well, we haven't even seen AJ. It's not. It's, we're not even at the point of talking about AJ, really, truly. But the, I, I honestly think that the Bengals at home, they're going to be upset. AJ, AJ Green's going to be wondering what's going on. I think. I think there's going to be some changes happening, and I think they got too much in their running game. They got too much, you know, too much firepower. They've got an okay defense. I mean, I, I just think there's so many issues on the Texans team right now. Now, I I just, for some reason, I just don't think, I, I can see Deshaun Watson being owned too in his first two games before he gets settled, and I see the Bengals coming out. All right, here we go. Sunday, we've got the Browns at the Ravens. Oh, God. I'm gonna pick the Cleveland Browns. Oh wow. man, I like it. Wow. I'm, I'm picking the
0: Cleveland Browns to win in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, why not? Let's First do two it. games are
2: getting interesting.
0: I all like
1: right, it. Hey, let's you've do had, it. You've somehow had the finger on the pulse of all Baltimore sports this whole entire podcast run. So you could be right, but I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Ravens as well. All right. All uh, right next all right. we have the Bears at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Next we have the Vikings at the Steelers. Ooh, good game. Ah, fuck, good the Vikings game. Look so good and I hate it. I hate it so much.
0: I'm picking Pittsburgh. Mm. 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 I'm also picking Pittsburgh. Bro, what do you got? He want, pick. He I got wants, Pittsburgh. Ah, oh, he wanted to pick Minnesota. Uh
2: if it, if it had been roll reverse if they if the Vikings were uh at home, that would have That would have been a, story. Yeah, story. Been a yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: Pittsburgh at home hard to beat.
2: All right, next we have uh your Patriots at the New Orleans Saints. Patriots.
0: Yeah, New England. They are going to bounce back big time. Watch for Brady to hang like 47 on that defense.
2: New England. Then we have the Eagles at the Chiefs.
0: Oh, man. That's I'm, a tough one. I'm going No, Chiefs. it's not. Kansas City. I'm going oh. Chiefs. Oh, see. That defense is going to give Carson Wentz fits. Yeah, but. You and there's know no ground game at all in, e- in Philadelphia to speak of. I disagree completely. Uh, I'm going to pick Philly because
1: that Eric Berry injury really, really hurts.
0: Well, congratulations! You still have Justin Houston and Marcus Peters. Marcus and, Peters locking and, down and, that entire side, and Justin side. Mar- and Justin Marchaliller and Houston. <laughs> did, I mean,
1: did anybody else watch uh, Carson Wentz make the leap in Week One? Because he's going to continue to do so in Week Two. I
0: think he's going to be good. I he's just don't think he be r- can I'm beat this, this Philly train, this train until D. it burns down. He's not. Dies. No, no, no. Time I'm out. riding
2: this Philly train this until it burns down. This, and this dies isn't a reflection on Philly. Carson Wentz. This is the whole team. Time out. Nobody's talking shit about Carson Wentz, but he did not have a flawless game. No, absolutely not. He had a great game though. He had a good game oh he had a great game good game he had the highlight of the week he can have a highlight doesn't mean he had a good game or a great game he did have a very
0: there was only one quarterback who threw for more yards than he did this week and that was jargoff
2: philly titans at the jaguars Still in the uh, early games here. Ooh, see, you know, normally you jump right to Tennessee here, but
0: uh, the way Jacksonville is D, especially considering that Jacksonville is at home. By the way, no idea if this game could even be played in Jacksonville. That city's basically underwater right now. Yeah. Uh So, I, assuming that Everbank is dry, I am going to pick the Tennessee Titans. I don't think you're going to see Clay S. Campbell get four sacks no. again. Not on uh, the Tennessee Titans' offensive line, which is among the better ones in the league, and I think they're just a more complete team. Jaguars at the end of the day still can't score, and they lost their top rec- uh, wide receiver to an ACL injury that'll end his season. Leonard Fournette was as good as advertised. I pray as a Jaguar fan that he continues to be as good as advertised, but I'm picking Tennessee to win. I'm picking Tennessee to win still.
2: I'm going to pick Tennessee as well. I think Tennessee needs to reevaluate their uh, offensive line. I think Jack Conklin, who was a great right tackle for him last year, kind of looked a little uh, suspect, but. That again, it was against Cleo Mack. So you know, I don't think the Jaguars are gonna be able to put that much pressure as they did uh, on Houston's uh, offensive line. So I think um, I, th- I think Mariota puts up two bills easy. Uh, next we have the Cardinals at the Colts. Ugh, Arizona. Ugh. Put me down for cards.
1: I mean, it, it, it's not going to be Tolzien, right? It can't be. You can't have Tolzien start.
0: Not after not after what happened last week. So it has to be Jacoby Brissett, Brissette, who's gonna only have a...
1: two weeks in the offense. So I have to go Arizona, even though they lost their running back, and Carson Palmer looked utterly unmatched as the game unfolded yeah. against Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals defense couldn't stop Detroit to save the day.
2: They look headless out there, a lot so, of their DBs.
1: I'm going with Arizona, even though if Jacoby Brissett comes in and wins this game, I'm not surprised.
2: I'll be surprised. Yeah, I will too. We are in our last early game, and that is the Bills at the Panthers, Carolina.
1: Pa- Panthers do not look great against a shitty San Fran
2: team. They do not look great. They lost one by twenty points. Yeah, but like you said, Cam didn't really have the best statistical day. But he doesn't usually have crazy passing statistics. No, I
0: mean he he is more of a combo guy. I, I just I don't see the Buffalo Bills' anemic offense being able to get much started against that panther defense nah. if they can exploit the secondary then they might have a chance but that's going to require the, that's going to require tyrod taylor to take big risks and go long to a largely unproven wide receiver in zay jones and jordan matthews who looked like garbage last week charles clay was his favorite target so Set. i mean i'm <laughs> I, i'm i don't think tyrod taylor is going to take those risks uh, and i think carolina pulls it out yeah me too carolina
2: Carolina as well. First afternoon game, Jets at Raiders. Oakland. Oh, God, Oakland. Oakland. Next set of games, we've got the 49ers at the Seahawks. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. So those two games, don't bother Watcher. Nope. And then the last of the mid-afternoon games, Cowboys at Broncos. This good is going to be a game. good football good game. And this one's,
0: game. In, this one's in Denver, too. I'm picking Dallas because Denver is not a good offensive team, and somehow they managed to put completely. somehow they managed to put 24 points up against, against uh, Los Angeles on Monday night. I don't think they're going to be able to repeat that on a consistent basis. That
1: offense looked really good on Monday night. I'm still going with Dallas because I think Dallas is the best team in yeah, the I'm NFC. Yeah, I'm going Dallas
0: as well. Um, now, by the way, now that Zeke's
1: there for the full week, we did our team. NFC preview again, it's Green Bay versus Dallas in the NFC championship. I'm still picking Green Bay to win the Super Bowl, but Dallas is the best team in the NFC. You
0: picked right? the Packers, uh, Patriots to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, you're right, but I'm still in the Packers to be in the Super Bowl, but Dallas is the best team.
2: I think after watching Seattle, I would make the same assessment. In my own case, I picked the Seattle Seahawks going to the so NFC. Who,
1: who wins Dallas? Uh, Dallas. At, okay. No respect for Denver at home, but
2: okay. Uh, then this is the uh, I Sunday night They gave it up on Monday. Y- young. Odd young series way. of
1: events. Odd series of events.
2: Uh, last game is the Packers at the Falcons. That's the Sunday night game. This say is going to be a good
1: one. Atlanta did not look great. Playing Chicago, Chicago almost came back and beat them. Had a chance to score a touchdown late and steal a victory there. Green Bay did not look great in the first half against Seattle. We're actually down three nothing at home against an anemic Seattle offense. Couldn't score, couldn't do anything, and then they found the gift in the second half. Uh, if they start off like that against Atlanta, they're going to get blown out, and I think they will. Atlanta's opening up that stadium again. Atlanta knows how to beat Green Bay. I think they're better all around than the Green Bay team. Green Bay still has never r- rushing offense. They refuse to run the ball. They refuse to run the ball, and it makes me mad every week. It really does.
0: Uh, I'm picking Atlanta. Yeah, I'm also picking Atlanta, uh, uh, I think, for most of all, the fact that they're opening up a brand-new stadium.
2: I was going to say Atlanta as well. And I, then, I hope we're all wrong. And then here is the Monday night game, my Detroit Lions at LJ's New York Giants. Wow, welcome to prime time, Detroit. How, how does it feel?
1: How does it feel?
2: It'll feel good when they win, but until then, it's nothing more than just an opportunity to be embarrassed. Do you think they're gonna win? Yeah. You picking Detroit? Look at you! Your first time picking Detroit all season. I think it boils down to the fact that Detroit has confidence mm-hmm. in their locker room. Mm-hmm. I think they have confidence in their team, and I think the New York Giants, their defense, their, excuse me, their offensive line looks really bad. It looks shitty as shit really bad. And as bad as the, defo- the the defensive line is for the Detroit Lions, they got some serious pressure on Carson Palmer. Oh, serious yeah. pressure. absolutely. And Eli's not fair and any better. And I don't think Eli's going to do better. And I, I hope OBJ, OBJ plays. I think that'll make it for an interesting game. But even if he's not 100%, that still doesn't bode well for, for Eli and the um, wide receivers for that team.
1: So you're saying Detroit has a lot of confidence heading into this game, and New York Giants look like shit. This has the perfect feeling for a Giants win. For sure. Yes, it does. I'm absolutely picking Big Blue to pull us all and be like, yo, remember, remember when you thought we were shitty? Well, we just beat the Lions by 20 points.
2: And let's not kid ourselves. New York is always good for, for a home win against a team like Detroit who just feels confident, but really it's just nothing but the Cardinals sucked.
1: I think this is a boys, boys turning into men game for Detroit, and they aren't ready. I think the Giants win. I don't think the Giants are very good, but I think they're better than Detroit.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm also picking New York in the Meadowlands here, uh, and I think again, if, if Odell Beckham Jr. plays, uh, you could really really exploit that weak line secondary uh, with Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall, who they're I s- think got targeted like half of a time last.
2: Night. Uh, it's not so much their secondary. Darius Slay is going to do a good job. It's in seven, so is never lost Lewis- and it's whatever. It's just that if they can fun- if they can. Confound that defensive line For the Detroit Lions They're going to have a day But we'll see
1: That's the pick'ems. That's all of them That's all of them we Dangle defending his crown I doubt he'll be there next week Um, But that's it for our show The Left Coaches Podcast Week 2 Getting ready for week 3 And we got some fun stuff Coming in the next few weeks Guys get ready We got a lot of fun guests Coming in We got a lot of fun people To talk to And to talk football about The Left Coasters is growing And when you're ha- we're happy You're a part of it As always My name is Tony Cavallo I'm with Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. We are the Left Coasters Podcast, and guys, we're on to LA.
2: Sports stars. They're
0: like superheroes.
2: But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see,